0: On my podcast, we'll talk about organization, cleaning, living intentionally, and just all the good stuff. New podcasts will be out every Monday. Take me with you and listen while you empty the dishwasher or fold a load of laundry or go on a walk. Have a great week. Hey guys, just a disclaimer. I'm really sorry. Every time I go to upload a podcast or record a podcast my heat goes on and then it turns off in the middle. So I don't know if it's staticky or not. I've tried to like listen back, but it doesn't sound like it. So... I'm not sure. But anyways, welcome back to Basically Minimal. Today, we're going to be talking about essentialism versus minimalism. On this journey of minimalism, I've learned a lot of things. I follow this girl, Molina Ciciotti, who I absolutely love. She is a mom of two. She has a third on the way, and she's very, like, Montessori, but, like, not, like, by the book Montessori, just, like, has she does stuff with her kids that has Montessori principles and just like raising independent kids. And I like love her page and I do a lot of what she does in my classroom. So she had posted this YouTube video recently about essentialism and she was saying how it's different than minimalism and how it's more about keeping the essentials rather than getting rid of everything. And this intrigued me because that is of course the heat just went off. Uh, But that is what this podcast is all about, just being like basically minimal. So, you know, living intentionally, living your best life. So I decided to look up this essentialism, and I just want to share the information with you. As I was researching, I did find an article that explained the five different types of minimalists, which is what I liked best. But I'm going to read some of the stuff from the articles and then kind of touch on my thoughts. There were three articles and I linked them down below. So I'm going to go with article one. So I'm going to kind of just like read this whole thing. It's really not long, but it's minimalism versus essentialism simply defined. So the minimalist, the minimalist preaches the intentional removal of all physical and non-physical items or persons, which do not serve nor help to create the life he or she desires, which totally makes sense about living intentionally. Avid minimalists practice as actively. Pr- Avid minimalists practice as actively promote. That doesn't make sense. The reduction. I don't know. Certain possessions and surroundings as oh, as a way to reduce distractions, improve financial health, and overall quality of life. So basically, just like getting rid of everything, so like your life isn't cluttered, and then you can improve like other areas of your life. The minimalists invest in experiences and memories, not items and things. They optimize time choosing to have less material items that weigh them down. They choose less in order to have time for more, more family, more money, more time. They emphasize both the practice of saying a graceful no and asking, do I really need this? Okay, then they talk about the essentialist. Essentialism is a subcategory of minimalism that focuses on quality, not quantity, The essentialists also opt for less, but focus specifically on better. By engaging in fewer activities, they optimize their performances and present more, like, moment awareness. Um, They'll buy clothes, but clothes that will last for decades. They'll make sure the pieces are functional in accordance with their lifestyle. I feel like I kind of do that. Like, I buy stuff that goes with what I'm, like, my lifestyle. Um, And then their lifestyles are simplified. When they take something on, they will do so fully and invest themselves in it, doing it well. When they tackle a task head-on, they choose to. They don't have to. When they examine problems and trade-offs, they ask themselves, which problem do I want to solve instead of how can I make it all work? In conclusion, You can safely assume most minimalists are essentialists, but not all essentialists are minimalists. The slight difference in detail can certainly be left up for debate, depending on biases, interpretations, and viewpoints. When boiling down similarities, both place a high focus on intentionality and the power of choice. Both are simultaneously ways of thinking and being. Both schools of thought emphasize the practice of saying no in order to say yes to things that actually matter and to yourself. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to stop there. But um, I like the stuff in that article and I definitely feel like that. But I feel like this article is just that old school minimalism mentality of how minimalists just get rid of all our things. So anyways, um, I just didn't really see the huge difference of the two. And anyways, I don't know. On to article two. <laughs> okay. The okay. Mm, I'm not gonna read all of this, but it's just like talking about the difference. And um, there's like a bold paragraph, and it says, even though essentialism is a subcategory of minimalism, there is still a slight difference. While minimalism focuses on, focuses on, sorry, I cannot read today. Focuses on reducing the quantity of things in life. Essentialism focuses more on increasing the quality of life. For an essentialist, it means that doing less is more important to your happiness and. A minimalist, on the other hand, is one who has minimal things to simplify things and remove the ones that do not matter to simplify living. It is then safe to say that while a minimalist will stay true to minimal life material, an essentialist will remain faithful to essential life quality, whether minimal or not. So I guess that's kind of like where I lie um, because I do have things, but the things that I have bring me joy or just make sense in my life. And this article just brought a little more light to what I was researching. And overall essentialism, they say, is more about quality, which I get. But I also feel like minimalists do the same. They will buy things that last, or at least my research, I've found that. So again, I was a little confused on the difference, but it brought me to Article 3. So Article 3 is five types of minimalism, um, and I'm just going to list them and then tell what they are. So um, it's basically saying that minimalism is like an umbrella term, and then like there's different subcategories. So number one, they actually talk about the essentialist, which is what we're talking about. It says the essentialist ascribes to a philosophy of fewer, but better. Do fewer things, but do them well. Own fewer things, but choose things that will last. Wear fewer hats, but wear them wholeheartedly. Essentialism is a minimalism that focuses on quality, not quantity. So I think that I kind of fall under that. Two, the experience. The exper- I cannot say this. Basically, somebody who likes experiences, <laughs> I cannot say it. Instead of embracing materialism, experiential, experientialism. I feel like that sounds so weird. Is about collecting experiences. The, experien- the the person who likes experiences will invest in memories and free up resources for activities instead of things. Okay, number three, the enoughist. That also sounds weird. Enoughism describes minimalism in terms of having enough, not having it all. The enoughist finds peace in voluntarily using enough and no more in any category. Food, clothing, home size, storage space, flashing links in your sidebar. Enough looks different from person to person. So I feel like I also kind of fall under that. I don't know. I try not to buy like extras of things. Number four, the eco-minimalist. The eco-minimalist pursues a life of less consumption in order to reduce their impact on Earth. The focus is less on the benefits to the individual household and more on the bigger environmental picture. So... This, I feel like, is another stereotype of minimalist. Like, people think that minimalists are people who are trying to save the earth and, like, help the earth, which, like, obviously we all want to do that. But, like, you know there's people who have jobs to do that, um, who live their lives, like, making sure they're only thrifting and they're just reusing. Um, and, again, I think that's a huge stereotype about minimalist because I would think of myself as – somewhat of a minimalist and I really could do better with the ego minimalist part. So that's just another type of minimalism. Number five, the soul minimalist. The soul minimalist cherishes stillness of soul and works to keep mental and spiritual clutter to a minimum. Practices of quiet, mindfulness, stillness, and listening are all important here. Your style of simple living doesn't have to look exactly the same like anyone else's. what matters is that you are intentionally eliminating what you don't need to make room for what's more most important. You're being mindful of the impact your choices have on your relationship, your finances, and the wider world. You are more than a label and you're investing in what matters. You're living your own story and you can design the life you want to live. So at first when I was reading that, I felt like, oh, this is not me. I don't know how to meditate. I don't do really any of those deep breathing practices. I'm not, my mind is never quiet. Um, but I do feel like I am in a sense this because I kind of live the life I want and I don't, as I do care sometimes what other people think of me, you know, like I'll care what my employers think of me because of course, like they're my boss and you know, I feel like everybody in that sense cares about that. But I don't care about, like, I wear what I want to wear because it makes me feel good or, like, I do activities that I want to do because it makes me feel good. So I also feel like I kind of fall into that. Also, my heat just went on. So if you feel like it sounds different, then maybe I was right on that. So I loved Article 3. This is what minimalism is. It looks different for everyone, but with the same intention in mind to live a life that you love. So the overall message is that... No matter how you want to try minimalism, no journey is wrong. You can do it however you want, how fast you want, how slow you want, just like life. There's not a set timeline. I've said this before, but you could get married at 21 and be divorced by 30, and your best friend can meet the love of her life at 38 and be married forever. Everyone's life is different. Speaking of timelines and comparing and wanting certain things by certain ages, I had posted this on my Instagram recently. My mom had me when she was 37, 30 years ago. My grandma's mom had her when she was 36, 95 years ago, and went on to have more kids. Fun fact, my grandma is one of eight, and she was the only one born in a hospital, the rest at home. So if 95 plus years ago, women gave birth to healthy babies at home after the age of 36 with zero technology, you totally can too. I hope this podcast helped you sort out your goals on living a more intentional life. Don't feel rushed to get rid of all your things. Take your time and focus on things that matter in your life. Find homes for your belongings. Make a tour schedule for yourself. Burn a candle. Do something that makes you feel happy. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.